0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Spock Adjacent, the Michelle Missions love letter to everything Star Trek. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble, and as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Vince, we had to do a Spock Adjacent. Yeah, this is actually a special episode of Spock Adjacent. It is. Well, it's special for two reasons. One, because it was overdue. Yes. (laughs) Because we promised... After Discovery, we would try to make this monthly. Yes, and that was about three months ago. Yes, um, and two coming out of the 2019 San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, there was a boatload of Star Trek news. A boatload. Where do you
1: want to start? Well, I mean, we should probably start with Discovery. We should start. We with should Discovery. start with the Discovery news.
0: Star Trek Discovery, which is. Um, Star Trek's series that is on CBS All Access which ended its second season uh, fairly recently announced that it will be returning as we all knew right for its third season in 2020 and after the end of the second season for those who, who missed it, spoiler alert 5, 4, 3 2, 1 One. They make a time jump. Yes. And now we know where they have jumped to. Yes. They have jumped to 1,000 years in the future. In the future. In the future. So they are now, Star Trek Discovery, the ship and the show is now further in time than any other ship or show or movie or anything in the canon anything canon in star trek so for all of those people who were upset that star trek was kept going back to the past right right and was you know
1: foregoing the future right right and and was 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 handicapped Right. By having because put of all that. the t- because let's be clear. I'm those people. You are. The those people that you're talking about? I'm talking to you. You're talking directly to me. Yes. Your dreams have now been fulfilled. I am so amazingly excited about this. Yeah. I could not have planned this better. Not for nothing. The they they've shown a new cast member. Mhm. Yes. And I, I always like brothers in the future.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, David Ajala will be playing a new character, Cleveland Booker, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a black name come up by a white person. <laughs> Possibly, I'm not going to. You know, I mean, there's enough. There's enough black people. Jackson in- Obsidian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I joke. I joke. I'm very happy.
0: Producer Alex Kurtzman <laughs> said that, uh, spoke of the character, that he'll be a character who isn't exactly what you would expect. So maybe he's not black. Maybe, maybe he's <laughs>
1: maybe his name is actually like John Williams. Exactly.
0: Right. Um, right away when they get to the other side of the wormhole, they have big problems and the crew of Discovery may not have all landed in in the same place
1: oh that's even more so it's all types of time shenanigans
0: yes yes and for those people who are interested in okay well pike left at the end of season two yes and they didn't officially give the captain's chair to saru right so who's going to be a captain
1: who's going to be that seems to always be the question on discovery
0: Alice Kurtzman went on to continue and say that the captain will be someone you find out about when you watch the show. That's fair. Well, and and also true. That's fair. So therefore, he's not lying. Right, right,
1: right, right.
0: <laughs> so um, this is really cool. He says that every convo that we've had about the future of Star Trek is filtered. Through Roddenberry's essential theory of optimism, because it is in fact the soul for the show, we have to honor canon and shake it up immensely. We're preserving the franchise's optimism by testing it. It's still Ch- Star Trek, and will always be Star Trek the way Roddenberry wanted it to be.
1: Excellent. I'm very. How you How you feel about all this? I said I'm very happy. Are you very happy? Are you medium happy? Are you little happy?
0: I'm very happy.
1: Okay, you're Venti happy.
0: I, is that what it is? is yes. happy. I'm Venti Happy. Yes. That, that's 1095, please. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy. One, because I was always happy with Discovery. I right. mean, would I have preferred for them to be in the future? Yes. And was I interested in how, when they were originally set, was might handicap them? You know, and I kind of saw, oh, I'm, I'm iffy about that. Yes. But my main concern... First and foremost, was do I think that they will do a good show? Right. Right. Um, and especially considering that the history of Star Trek is that the first seasons of shows are usually very hit or miss. Yes. Um, them being on a streaming service allowed them to either be, even if they were hit or miss, they probably had a fair sh- share, you know reasonable idea that they were going to be at least given two seasons to to, to bomb it. Sure. But they killed it in the first season. Right. So the production value was great. The acting was great. I loved everything about it. So I was all in. My only hesitation with season two then going forward was because of the change over behind the scenes. Wondering how that would affect the show. It worked. They brought in Anson Mount as Pike. Loved it. They continued with uh, Doug Jones and even more importantly Sonequa Martin-Green as the leads. Loved it. Built up the cast around all three of them. Loved it. I'm all in. If they had wormed whole to the following Wednesday, I would have been happy. Right. So I'm good. All right.
1: Very much looking forward to this. I am too. Yeah, but as you said, this, is, this, this was a convention that was chock full of Star Trek news. You, you mentioned Anson Mountain and, and the, the recast Enterprise crew, including Spock and number one, but there's a bit of news about them as well. They're going to be starring in a couple of the short tracks.
0: Oh, that's right! In the star, in the Star Trek shorts, right? That's at least right.
1: at least two of the shorts, yeah, will will revolve around the Enterprise cast. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it, fingers crossed, is as far as I'm concerned. I'm hoping that this is a trial run because although I, I do think you can get Star Trek glut, mm-hmm. they've built up enough goodwill with me. I'd actually like to see a Pike Enterprise show.
0: No, I don't want to see a Pike Enterprise show. Okay. I think there's a little bit too I think that taking Discovery to the, and I'm cool, I'm fine with the shorts, because shorts are what they are, they're just little short pop-ins Is a way to kind of like keep everybody in the family, Sure, probably justify whatever you had to pay Rebecca Romaine to be number one for like basically like a total of maybe five scenes, right. in one episode. Um, so I'm fine with all of that. But I think you're right you you run the risk of Star Trek glut, but you also run the risk of just being slavishly, you know, uh, obsessed with the past. Sure. And you deal with the Enterprise and that one ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm fine with shorts. You put them out there every once in a while. Feed the beast, and then that's it. Okay. I don't need an enterprise. I don't need an enterprise series. Okay. At all. What I am looking forward to, though, is the upcoming uh, animated series How that's about going to that? be on CBS All really? Access, Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah. The Downton Abbey of Star Trek. <laughs> uh, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Um, uh, summed up, Jerry O'Connell, who actually will appear on the show as Commander Ransom, uh, and joined by Tony Newsom and Jack Quaid, and showrunner Mike McMahon. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks is going to be an animated series that looks at the lower decks of a starship. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be fun. That looks like it's gonna that be looks like it's going to be fun.
1: Yes. And I I like that it seems like Star Trek is finally taking the approach that Star Wars has taken mm-hmm. over the past 15 years or so, where the property is iconic enough that you can have different takes yes. and different perspectives yes. on it. Yes.
0: And And honestly, Star Trek already had that going for it because it already had the tos next generation and then that already moved on to right. deep space 9 and right. voyagers and things of uh, so they already had it but now the i guess they're really embracing it yeah and yeah. And, and just and just having fun with it because you can have fun, fun. With it. I, I and honestly i would not be surprised if lower decks is a lesson that they learned From um,
1: Lethal Weapon
0: Two, no, (laughs) Um, Seth MacFarlane's show. Oh, the Orville. The Orville, because while the Orville is serious at moments, at its heart, it's a lot more lighthearted, right? In its approach to you know, a sci-fi series. Right, right. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lower Decks doesn't um, doesn't uh, take a cue from that. And I'm very interested in it. I'm, I'm down with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But let, let's, I mean, let's be real. We, we can talk about Discovery. We can talk about the Lower Decks. We can talk about the shorts. But we all know what we're here to talk about.
0: Well, I know what you're here to talk oh,
1: about. Oh, I know what you're here to talk about. No,
0: well, I talked about what I'm here to talk about.
1: So you're not super amazingly excited about Picard? Like, that's not the most exciting thing to come out of Comic-Con to you? For
0: me? Yes. The most exciting Star Trek thing or the most exciting thing to come out of Comic-Con? The most exciting Star Trek thing. No. Really? No. No. No, You're, because that, because that's how much I love Discovery. I right, really do right. love Discovery. But I'm excited about Star Trek Picard, and you got your first look at the series. Oh, because looks, the trailer hit, and it looks so good. Really, you like that trailer? It looks so good. You see, a uh, an aged Picard, obviously retired from Starfleet. You know, but called back in search of some woman, and has to get together what looks like pretty much. A crew not a starship crew no just no like, no just getting up like just getting right. a, a gang together to go on this mission I, I think Patrick Stewart is such
1: a gift mm-hmm. to Star Trek mm-hmm. like he just brings so much right presence and and ability and we, we've we had the I mean how long has it been 20 30 years yeah with man. Picard yeah man so you have all of this history with him and he brings it with him i have to say i was pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. by how continuity heavy it looks
0: well yeah but i think that's more than you know i mean there's some pretty now some fan service there's some pretty deep cuts just in the trailer i'm well, you're talking about like the whole Captain Picard Day banner, which is the Captain from Picard Day banner. TNG. Frankly, I think Jerry Ryan mm-hmm. at seven, seven of Nine is a bit of a deep cut. But then when you bring
1: out Hugo.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Hugo's in there. Um, you get uh, images of you get images of data you get images of data of in course. a drawer in a drawer and then you actually get brent spiner and then you get the big reveal as data then you get the big reveal uh and we've also learned word that the series will also be visited by jonathan frakes and marina sirtis of course reprising their roles of um Riker and diana troy
1: which let's just be I, I think it's just a matter of time before everybody shows up, everybody you know maybe not this their pop season, in. but They're but certainly in. everybody will show up eventually. At some some point. Way,
0: go, right, right, right.
1: I expect to see Meany show up at some point. Hey, uh, okay, yeah, sure, right, but sure. But I, I think we've talked about this before. I have never been a huge fan of the Borg. Mm-hmm. The Borg has always felt very un Star Trekky to me. Really, yeah. Yeah, the Borg always feels kind of overly sexy sci-fi. Like, it feels like a very 90s post-aliens threat.
0: Okay. Very computery,
1: very, very much something you can just
0: shoot at. True, but I think their exploration of the Borg across the series and the movies has been... Very Star Trek like. I think it's been mixed. Oh, of course it's yeah, going to be mixed. But I, mixed, say but that I think they, say, they've tried to take a Star Trek view of this nineties well, sci fi phenomenon. For let's put it that for way. everything.
1: Here here's here's some Star Trek heresy. I I, I never liked Lucutus Like I didn't like that whole storyline.
0: You didn't like so you didn't like that two part. I,
1: I didn't. I didn't. I was. It was. It it felt very flashy. Very. Mid nineties syndicated sci-fi to me. Oh wow! But okay. I love I Hugo, and like you said, there have been some really fascinating explorations of the Borg. And I was leading to, I'm, I'm, I'm. My interest in peaked is peaked in how they're going to address it because it looks like there are some Romulans involved. This mm-hmm. is set after it's always neme- Romulans. Well, and this is set after Nemesis. Yes, because again, I think. As excited as I am for discovery going in the far future, mm. Picard is really exciting because this is the furthest that we'll see. Right after Voyager, Voyager, right. So that's also interesting as well. And and one of the, in my mind, one one of the really not missed opportunities because I think they were business decisions about not. Having Picard in company after Nemesis mm-hmm. was that we didn't really see the repercussions right of Romulus exploding that's true, and how that really destabilizes that's everything, true. yeah, so I'm looking forward to that too, but i'm i' i am i am the the trailer exceeded my wildest dreams, like I really did not know if Picard would be able to recapture. The magic outside of the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But this looked really good to me.
0: It looked, it, it looks good. The only part, the part that left me a little cold was the whole idea of him getting a, basically a crew together to go on this mission. Right. Um, I guess it's kind of cool because they seem to be outsiders and not Starfleet. Right, right. Um, so he's doing this out of the outside of the purview of Starfleet. So right. that's interesting in a way. But that kind of like sounds old hat, you know, like going to be on a ship. So we're going to have missions on a ship type of thing. So, you know, just looking at that, that kind of left me like, ah, okay, here we go again. Um, but I'm still interested in the exploration of this time period. Yeah. In, in the lore. Yeah. I also appreciate, and I hope that this means categorically that CBS, and Paramount, and all the powers that be with Star Trek have looked at what's happening on CBS All Access. More importantly, look what's happening in the world of entertainment, especially in in the world of feature films and streaming video. And have settled on the fact that Star Trek... Works better as television.
1: Mm. It does
0: not. It 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 can work as a movie, but it's always going to be hit or miss, and by virtue of that, uh, give you diminishing returns. Whereas, as a as a television vehicle, all of these diehard fans of Star Trek are built in to you know some episodes aren't going to be as strong as other episodes but they're there for the whole mythology right they're there for oh this episode wasn't great but what there was that little moment between those two characters in the uh, in the hollow deck I still love that, right, and, and it's
1: gonna build character over the episodes, exactly,
0: so I really think I really hope that they have snatched a hold of the Star Trek franchise as it were from the feature film division, um especially because I think that Chris Pine has more or less walked away from the role sure um and just like like settled on Star Trek lives here. On CBS All Access, and and not for nothing. Star Trek is the main reason to get CBS All All Access. Absolutely. There's some other things that are on there that are good, neat, neat things. You know, there are some neat things. You know, Tell Me a Story is an interesting show. Absolutely, shout the, out Dorian. Shout Miss out it? to Dorian. Um, the uh the good the good company or whatever that uh, sequel to the Good right, Wife right To was. the Good Wife, not bad. I've heard great things about that Delroy Lindo. I heard does great right, work right. on there, and I love Christine Baranski. Love seeing her. The Twilight Zone was okay. It was okay. It was okay. You know, it was interesting. You know, experiment. I mean, it's an anthology, and it's an anthology. So it's it's, it's going it to be miss. Miss. Exactly. It was hit miss. Um, But really, Star Trek is the reason this why you get CBS why, this All Access, get,
1: and I, I really hope you're right mm-hmm. about this because i 100% agree with you i i just fear that the pull of movies in movie numbers might be yeah, that, too much
0: yeah but you know what man it's
1: but i i completely agree with you that there are some properties that work best like this the one thing that gives me hope is that this model this streaming model this this model where after the season is over, they're all there in mm-hmm. one place, and people can discover them. Has disrupted the traditional conversations. Yes. About how we deliver these stories. Yeah. So, but very excited.
0: Very excited.
1: Very excited, and the fanboy in me did get little goose bumps at the end when he said "engage." Really. It, it, it really did. I mean, if I can be truthful, I had little goosebumps when they showed the cup of him drinking the cup of tea. <laughs> I actually said,
0: Earl Grey hot! Earl Grey hot! <laughs> so. Okay. Alright. Cool. 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 Well, um, that does it for this edition of Spock Adjacent, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for all of you Star Trek missionaries, here you go. And I promise, if I have to tie him down... Oh, why got to be my fault. Vince and I will do another Spock adjacent next month. I apologize. I, I promise. I promise to you we will do that. What do you want to do? What are we going to do next month? I have absolutely... I was no about
1: idea. to say, Mr. Mr. Make Promises, you sound like you had some programming up your sleeve.
0: I I do have programming. I will tie you down. We'll turn on the mics, and we are going to <laughs> talk about some Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek that is Spock adjacent. That's what we are going to do next month. You want to talk about the cartoon? Can we? I'm uh, sure because it's on Netflix. Because it's it, it's and it's on CBS All Access. Oh wow, it's on both. Right. Look at that. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk about the cartoon. Do we have to talk about that now? Oh, next week. Next, next week. Month. Next month. Next month. We'll, talk about, we'll the cartoon, talk about the cartoon, which,
1: as I, I've mentioned to you, I don't know if I've mentioned it on Star Trek, uh, on Spock Adjacent, that was actually my introduction to Star Trek. You did. I saw the cartoon first, so I've, I have a very special place in my heart All for right. the cartoon.
0: All right, so we will talk about Filmation's Star Trek, which is, so now I'm doing the
1: programming. <laughs> I program. Now I'm programming. (laughs) Look at you with your chest all out. My
0: chest all out. (laughs) Now I got the juice. You got juice. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I invite you to tune into the Michelle Mission where on this week's edition I will tell you what in fact was my most exciting thing that I coming out of
1: San Diego Comic Con.
0: I suspect I know what that is. (laughs) Uh, check out Spock and Jason, available on the Michelle Missions feed and any place that you find podcasts. Until next time, I'm Len, he's Vince. <laughs> and then parting, we said, Wait a minute, wait a minute, okay, real, real quick, real quick, we're gonna put a poll out there. Uh oh, um, uh, we did. Blurred City Con. We did. Recently with we Ryan did. Sands. We did. Who we were able to actually suss out is on the low a bit of a Star Trek fan. He is. He is. He is. And just in half as it, it just came up in a conversation, you'll hear this when that show hits, ladies and gentlemen, it just came up in conversation. Somebody randomly said, you know what? You know, with all these Star Trek reboots, you know, you, Ryan, should play the son, the grown-up son of... Benjamin Sisko. That's right. That's right. In a new Star Trek series. In a new Star Trek series. So we want to hear from you, missionaries. Do you want to see a new Star Trek series about the further adventures of Jake Sisko?
1: Jake Sisko.
0: Starring Ryan Sands. All right. Of Marvel's Runaways. Hit us up. Let us know in the Facebook group, on Twitter and Instagram, at Micho Mission, and until then, I'm Len. He's Vince, and in parting, we say
1: peace and long life.